0: The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 21st chapter. Jesus said, Hear another parable. There was a master of a house who planted a vineyard, and put a fence around it, and dug a wine press in it, and built a tower, and leased it to tenants, and went into another country. When the season for fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to get his fruit. And the tenants took his servants and beat one, killed another, and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first, and they did the same to them. Finally, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and have his inheritance. And they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. When therefore the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and let out the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the fruits in their seasons. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruits. And the one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, and when it falls on anyone, it will crush him. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking about them, And although they were seeking to arrest him, they feared the crowds because they held him to be a prophet. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
1: In the holy name of Jesus, amen. It is not too early for us to think about rebuilding our lives. These past eight months have been filled with pain. Much of it self-inflicted from the way that we have handled health and race and violence and honesty and economics and elections. And when this is over, we will all be changed. But how? What will the difference be? For us, eight is the number of hope. Our Lord spoke eight times at creation, and there were eight souls aboard Noah's ark. And baby boys became sons of Abraham by being circumcised eight days after they were born. And Jesus rose from the dead on the eighth day. So there are eight bursts on the floor around our font, and eight sides to this altar platform. And in a moment, we will pray for our sick in groups of eight, because eight means salvation is here. Eight means hope. So, eight months into our troubles, ask yourself, how will your own life be different eight months from now? If we start rebuilding right now, then what will next June be like? That answer lies in the Gospel for today. It may not be obvious, but this Gospel is a love story. The Master has built himself a vineyard, and it is gorgeous. He picks the place, and he sets it in order. He has put up a fence and dug a press, and raised a tower and planted the vines. It is perfect. And then, from love and from love alone, he shares a stake of his own good work with those who have nothing. All that he asks is that in return they share the wealth that they embrace his order and enjoy his work and rest in his beauty and thereby love him back. All he asks is that they remember that he and they are in it together. By giving them his gifts, the work of his own hand, the Master is rebuilding their lives from scratch. He is making them into something new, something that they never were before. His gifts actually change the farmers who come to work for Him. He is their salvation, and He gives them hope. But that does not last long. As soon as there is a challenge, as soon as the Master went away and left his new friends in charge, his love got lost. They forgot that he built them and that they are who they are only because of his mercy. So in this story, the opposite of love is not hate, but rebellion. Love gets lost when we forget Jesus and the work that he has done for us. Love gets lost when we neglect Jesus and the gifts that he has given us. Love gets lost when we brush our master aside and we pretend that we belong to ourselves, that we are owners and builders and masters and gods. Like all sin, our rebellion starts small with just a little disobedience, with a fistfight or throwing a stone. But then disorder grows into violence and theft and finally murder. Murder. By sending one servant after another, the master is calling them back to the old days of rest and beauty. But they will not have it. And when love gets lost, then no one is safe, not even the master's son. Come, let us kill the heir and steal his inheritance. This story ends with a little hell and a lot of heaven. Hell is when we get our way forever. These farmers, once enlivened and enriched by their master's love, chose to rebuild their lives on force, and so they were destroyed by force. They got their way a life drenched in rebellion and violence. They just did not expect to be the losers. Judgment Day will be like that. The violent, the unjust, and the hateful will be allowed to live forever. But in a hell built by their own hand, surrounded by neighbors just like them, the loveless. But heaven is when Jesus gets his way forever. Jesus' way is the cross. It was his atonement for your sins. And here today, with love, Jesus gives you his own work, his own vineyard, the New Eden the order and the fence and the press and the tower and the vines in the water of that font and in the wine of this cup on the altar before you. Jesus loves you so much that he has given you everything including himself. Body, blood, soul, divinity, Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, new life, and Jesus' hope is that we will love him back, that we will be the sort of farmers who will remember him and give him his fruit in due season. These past eight months have shown us how frightfully easy it is for human beings to lose love, to embrace pride, to lie, to be consumed by self-interest, and to do violence to others, to make ourselves little gods with everything and everybody else subject to our judgments and our punishments, not to God's rule. So toward next June, eight months from now, How can we remain in divine love and live in divine hope, letting Jesus have his way with us? How can we be changed? It is done by rebuilding our lives on the cornerstone that the self-builders have rejected. By forsaking the rebellion and hate of this world, and living in loving obedience to Jesus Christ, remembering his work for us on the cross and his gifts that touch and bless us here with an order and beauty and rest and life and hope and heaven now and lasting forever. Our word obedience comes from the Latin word for listen, It is no coincidence that the very first words of the rule of St. Benedict are these. Listen, my son, listen, my daughter, with the ears of your heart to the teaching of a loving father. So obedience is listening to the wisdom of somebody else, someone who loves us, listening to the divine wisdom of somebody who knows more about my life than I do. And change means rebuilding our lives on what we hear from him. For the last eight months, we have built a world on our own stories, with our own hands. And anyone can see the results when we take ourselves For masters and gods. It has been held. But if our aim is heaven, and even a bit of heaven on earth right now, then hope for that is found in Christ alone, in listening and loving Him back, in receiving and then embracing and obeying and rebuilding our future on Christ as our chief cornerstone. This is our Lord's doing, and it is his gift to you today. And no matter what the world says, it is marvelous in our eyes. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.